What up, what up, everybody? This is Double G from Fight Game Media Network. You are about to hear episode one of our Patreon-exclusive podcast called The Road, a.k.a. The Road to WrestleMania. This is a segment that I used to do, do with John LaRocca, and even previously before that, uh, Emperor Big D. Uh, and instead of just tacking it onto the Fight Game podcast, we decided to create its own show. So this is going to be on the Patreon exclusively, which you can uh, subscribe to for just five bucks at patreon.com front slash fight game media. We have tons of other shows on the network that you may be interested in, including the five star Joshi show with Scott Edwards, who you will hear on this show. Uh, also, our uh, Dynamite show which is every evening after the West Coast airing of AEW Dynamite is over, you will hear from Paul Fontaine and Jeff Hawkins and uh, Brace for Impact as well. Uh, so folks can uh, listen to uh, Mike Gilbert and uh, J.D. Oliva, their, their long version, their plus version uh, of that show. We have tons of bonus content on there as well. So this is going to be exclusively on the Patreon. It's only going to be a short series. So we're going to run through weekly up until WrestleMania. But I figured we could give our free feed listeners a uh, introduction, a sneak preview of that show. And if you like what you hear, definitely go to the Patreon and subscribe. And uh, yeah, we may have you, <clears throat> we may have uh, the other show that I failed to mention on the Patreon is John LaRocca and I from the Fight Game Podcast doing WCW 1996. We're going to do them about monthly, but we're leading up to a really fun uh, second show. We did the introduction show already. But anyways, talking too long. Check it out. Fight, uh, Patreon.com front slash Fight Game Media. You're going to hear from Scott Edwards, myself, Scott Young from The Rap. We're going to talk about last night's Royal Rumble and also questions heading into the build for WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles. Enjoy. Welcome to episode one of our mini-series, our short podcast series, talking about the road to WrestleMania Next to me, up top, for those watching on video, that is Scott Young. He's the co-host of The Wrap, our WWE podcast on the Fight Game Media free network. He and Keel also do some bonus content on the Patreon. And below us is Scott Edwards, the host of the five-star Joshi Show, which is both on uh, our Patreon and on our free network. Gentlemen... How are you doing? Let's first start with Scott Young. Scott, you you and Keela were up late last night doing that recap, man. How how was your day today? Getting you know, getting some rest. Well, you know, the kids got up at six o'clock sharp this morning, so <laughs> the rest part didn't quite happen like I wanted to. Uh, but uh, yeah, we had a late night last night. Uh, we got to talking, and me and Keela just be chopping it up. So time flew by. But uh, absolutely, yeah. It um last night was was a show. <laughs> Uh, Scott, you uh, are in charge of uh, your own network these days and mm. the, the five-star network. So you, you have a lot on your plate. How, how can you then put four, almost four and a half hours of uh, Royal Rumble uh, adding on to that plate because of how busy you are? I'm still like a kid. Royal Rumble is my favorite show of the year, so it's pretty easy. <laughs> you know, like, I heard I heard that from tons of people so yeah. uh andrew zarin and i did a, a live show last night for we're live pal on f4w and andrew's very much the same way he's like hands down favorite show more than wrestlemania royal rumble i kind of feel the same way though the current version of the rumble with two royal rumble matches it's a little i, I like the one and I, and you can't do it anymore you need the women's and the men's i wish they would figure out a way like Maybe the men have the Royal Rumble, the women have the Elimination Chamber, and make it unique or something. But still, like, come January, I'm still feeling, oh, it's almost Royal Rumble time. And you know the other thing? I don't know if you guys saw this, but lapsed fans or people who don't really check in with, with wrestling too much, mm. for whatever reason, 
the Royal Rumble is that show that they check in on. I had a, a buddy who actually two one today and one yesterday just checking in on stuff and going like, oh, why did this happen? Why did this happen? <laughs> and he he clearly doesn't he only you know he's only watching because it's the Rumble. Right. And and even my son, who's uh, into MMA, he's not really into pro wrestling anymore. He's like, hey, what what time's the Rumble? And I told him, and he's like, oh. Uh, when when is the actual rumble match and i was like well the guys match is already over so they started the show with it last <laughs> night and he thought it was going to be the main event so he thought he had tons of time to check in he's like <laughs> eh, i'm good cody won fine it's fine <laughs> so like it, it's so interesting how, how people are checking in and now with peacock being uh in i think they said 20 million households you know there's more people with the opportunity to watch that show overall uh we'll go uh, we'll go scott young first uh, I know you and Keela recapped it on the wrap and people can go listen to that on the fight game media network. But like, did you, were you happy with the outcomes there on, on that show? Yeah, I was fine with the outcomes. Um, I think the way we could have got to the outcomes could have been done a little bit differently. You know, I think the whole Cody Rhodes coming out at 30 when Gunther, you know, was the one who started the match when it should have been Cody who started the match, the baby face overcoming the odds. Then Gunther comes out at 30 just stuff like that. The way they got to the results, I think, could have been differently. But I was okay with all the results. So my theory on why Cody had to be 30 is because they didn't want people thinking Sami Zayn was going to be 30. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That so Didn't that, want a Rey Mysterio thing. Right, man. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> poor, poor Gunther comes out and people just, well, I mean, he's a heel, so who cares? But uh, what about what about you, Scott Edwards? I, you know, I was thinking the same thing as, you know, both of you. And then I also thought how I found it odd that Rhea Ripley and Cody were in, like, the reverse roles of what I would have expected. Kind of like, you know, with and with Gunther, how you brought it up, it's like the heel, you know, outlasting everyone, going from one to winner. That feels like the Cody Rhodes road. Um, so it's very funny that it didn't happen that way. So I, I definitely agree that like it was an odd way to do it. But overall, I was entertained the whole night. So that's kind of what I'm happy with. You know, when we were, well, I'm much older than you guys. I'll, I'll say when I was a kid, <laughs> they would kind of keep the worker in the match mm. early and and like extend it. Like you'd see, uh, you know, Tito Santana is like, in early and then he's he's in there late million dollar man's in there early flair is the the best one right that was the the iconic one and that's what i felt with gunther was that oh here's a guy who can work with every single human being Mm. on earth and let's put him in the rumble so that he's gonna work with all these different styles he's gonna have an opportunity to face off with brock but he's also gonna have an opportunity to see chad gable or, or someone like that so I I was fine with it just because of the idea of you put you put the best worker in and just let him go and and I think it worked. Now uh, Scott Young and I were were talking about this before the show started. The lack of surprises was a thing. Hmm. The crowd, uh, you know, the, the almost fifty thousand people in the, in the Alamo Dome, though uh, Scott Young will love this. Steph Curry drew sixty eight thousand just a couple weeks ago. See, I don't, I don't want the strays already early in the game. I'm already catching strays. Right, both of our basketball teams are like playing uh, very average these days. But uh, so, you know, the, the, the one thing about the rumble is like, okay, who shows up? Oh, AJ Styles is in the Royal Rumble. <sighs> you know, Edge is back. Edge is in the Royal Rumble. They kind of went away from that this year. I, you know, in the men's Royal Rumble, your one surprise was, uh, you know, a, a near 60 year old Booker T. Right. And that was for the local pop, you know, Booker coming out. And I was like, they they couldn't give my guy like a scooter or something to get down there. <laughs> like was this dude's walk. poor knees and he's hobbling and he's trying to get. The, I was like, come on, you can't can't do Booker like that. Uh, but did, were you surprised, Scott Edwards? And like just the lack of surprise, like there wasn't that like, you know, because I'll, I'll tell you why I said that mainstream media was following The Rock's social media to see if he's going to show up for this show. He obviously didn't, but that's how intrigued people were. Is The Rock going to show up? Is Austin going to show up? And yeah. so when they did that match, there's there's like no surprises. There, you know, there's very little that that the I would say the mainstream media would would kind of catch on to. I think because of last year, I'm starting to get like 
comfortable with the minimal surprises now. It's like, hey, we have this full roster and then some. We should probably use most of them. Yeah. You know, last year, what, what the biggest surprise was Bad Bunny and Shane McMahon. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I could take it being Edge and Booker T and Logan Paul this year. Yeah. As opposed to that, because at least with Logan Paul, it's like, yeah, he's going to do something crazy. Booker T got the pop and Edge got the pop, too. Obviously, yeah. I mean, he's Edge. Uh, so I, I think it, personally, I like this overall match better this year and the surprises because again i didn't have shay mcmahon in the final four as i talked to scott on twitter with about the other day actually <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. wow yeah that that was uh, that was quite the prediction you know what i'm gonna do uh, it's gonna be scott and then scott e i think that'll work That's better, better. We, we, That's we, didn't, we didn't work this out before the show started um scott were Edge's abs painted on? No, that's not my real question. <laughs> the dude was in great shape. Holy no, cow. No. That dude was in great shape. Um, for for the women's match, uh, they did the, you know, the story w- w- with Rhea. And I think there, they they don't have the same amount of, of really good workers on the women's side. And, and that's just sort of evolution. They, they've only really paid attention to having women's wrestling for, you know, less than 10 years. So as the brand grows and as there's more women wrestlers being created, that it'll get better, but still the depth is an issue. So when you have Dana Brooke coming out there and having to do spots and they're like really bad and I'm worried about people getting hurt. Uh, and that's, that's not shade to, D- to Dana, but she just is not, she's not on raw wrestling for 15 minutes each, each week. Right. So she's, she's doing, you know, whenever she's on TV, it's like short matches. So she doesn't really have the uh, the gravitas to to do good stuff. And I think that was a lot of it. But they had opportunities like uh, Roxy. Uh, I thought, you know, she could have she could have came in really early and they could have used her to kind of stretch it as well. But, the, you know, they were into for the more the short pops. Let's let's you know, let's bring and, and there wasn't even. The, the normal Tori Wilson's and the Trish Stratus and um, the Bellas, like those, those nostalgia pops weren't there in that match either, but they did use their talent. So I think, you know, for that match, while probably not as good of a wrestling match as the men's, it still told a fine story. And, you know, I was very happy to see Rhea win, win that match. Uh, Scott E., what, was there anybody else that you thought possibly – had a chance to win that match or would have been as good of a winner as Rhea possibly was? I think the new version of Asuka would have been the only other person. I was like, yeah, you know what? That'd be cool. Okay, Otherwise... can, you, can you explain this? You're the perfect person to talk about this because <laughs> yeah. she went back in time to yeah. her previous character with the yeah. face paint. Because uh, all I saw on social media is kana was it kana is that how yeah. they pronounced it yeah oh she, she it's kana and i was like oh what is this and then i kind of started to read back and said like, oh that's what her character was uh early in her so explain this to, to people who may not have been uh knowledgeable about this subject here yeah so before she you know came to wwe dominated nxt and all that uh she went by kana um in japan and she was one of the more dominant and dangerous and exciting uh joshi wrestlers around that time like if you look at the 2010s when joshi was kind of flat in japan it was just starting to uh get started with like stardom coming through and whatnot kana was kind of the main figure in that kind of like emi sakura in Mm -hmm. AEW, for example Mm -hmm. um but she was very violent and like that face paint that was like her alter ego in a lot of ways it was like you know, killer clown type thing, as everyone saw with the reveal. Um, so I think that's where really people got excited just because it's she's going back to her roots with that look. And I think I I personally think, you know, based off the Oscar I'd seen last year, it's an exciting new route for her because, you know, she was doing the mist, of course, for the longest time and kind of being comedic at times. I mm-hmm. think it's a good way to make her serious. And whether you need her as a baby face or heel, it should work really well. Uh, so Rhea, uh, Liv Morgan, uh, Asuka near the end there. Uh, there was, I would say, if the only thing that I can say negative about the the match is probably i 
I, I think Rhea got put over strong, which was fantastic. But I'm not sure anybody else really got something. I like Gunther in not winning. Still, he's probably the the second or third person you think about in, in that match. Am I missing somebody, Scott? Who who else do you feel got over outside of of Rhea Ripley in that match? I thought Liv Morgan had a really good showing, and uh, she was actually somebody I thought could win because. There is a there's still a story she has with Charlotte Flair. You know, when she went away the first time, that was with Charlotte Flair. So that's why I kind of picked her. Her and Raquel were forming this friendship. She could turn on her the night after WrestleMania. That was kind of my thinking with it. And I thought she looked really good. Like she lasted all the way with Rhea, which is a you know a feat in and of itself. Um, I thought Asuka came away looking good. Like the the different persona came off really well, and she lasted to the final three. Her not being eliminated was a nice fact that the announcers threw out there because she had only run while she was in. She won. Yep. So I thought Liv and Asuka had real good showing. And you know what? Raquel looked good, too. For the most part, she, had, that, she looked that's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. And the crowd was with her. I thought that was real important. When she got thrown out, there were boos, legit boos, which I thought was real telling that I know it's her hometown, but she's still getting over. So I, I thought she was another one who had a good showing. All right. We buried the lead a little bit here by not talking about this bloodline angle, but I wanted to kind of set the tone with Cody and, and Rhea and just the overall interest. Uh, and, and, you know, the my fans, my fans, my friends who are casual, lapsed viewers, they thought the bloodline thing went on way too long. And I thought, you know, if you eliminate the Hardy performance and you eliminate the pitch black match, this, this would have been a perfect time. Unfortunately, they didn't do that. But man, that was so compelling. Uh, here, here, this is a little, a little bit of an, an an aside, and it's really just me trying to get you know, add something on my chest. I need to get off, which is uh, throughout that show last night, the bloodline angle. Uh, if you did not like the bloodline angle, completely fine. But I like when AEW first started. The my main thing in in a lot of the groups that I that I'm in, and unfortunately, I'm still not allowed to get back into my own Facebook group because Facebook and its draconian moderation and not even telling me what I did wrong. Uh, but originally, when AEW started, it was a lot of WWE fans going like, "I'm not interested. It's not going to last. They're going to suck. WWE's the only thing." And I, and I was trying to tell those guys like, "Look, WWE is on a treadmill right now and probably going down." This competition is going to help WWE because they're going to have to improve their product when you're competing against a group. And it's a little upstart group, right? Like they started and they and then they got hot and they're kind of back down a little bit. But those WWE folks were just like, oh, I just want them to die. You know, they're sort of taught by Vince in the WCW time frame. And so now that AEW exists uh, and has had a good run for uh, almost four years now, I started to see a little bit on the other side, which is a lot of these AEW only fans going like, oh, the bloodline, how predictable, so long. Of course, Sammy's going to like. And so I almost feel like saying the same thing to these AEW fans, which is like, you could not like the product for sure, but you can't try and dunk on WWE when they do something right. When they do something where the payoff and it's not even the payoff because we'll get the payoff, you know, at the Elimination Chamber or WrestleMania. But like those people are, are kind of getting on my nerves a little bit where it's like, you know, AEW good, WWE bad. And I'm just like, come on, like, don't act like children. Like you are better than this. Like you, you come from, you know, you're a fan of a company that's like, you know, putting all of these different organizations together and saying like, look, wrestling is good for everybody. So anyways, that, that I just needed to get that off my chest. Okay, so this storyline, um, we get to see the end uh, at the end of this show. Roman beats Kevin Owens. There's a little bit of uh, frustration with Sammy because he knows that Kevin's not going to quit. And that just means he's going to take more punishment than Roman. You know, wants Sammy to get involved, and he's a little hesitant. And finally, at the end, when uh, he beats Ro or he beats Kevin, now it's time for everybody to to beat him down. And Sammy is is reluctant. You know, Roman, you're better than this. It's beneath you. And then he turns his back to Sammy and Sammy bashes him with the chair. And then uh, everybody except for Jey Uso beats up Sammy. I thought it was great. I'm, I'm so 
interested. I'm so intrigued in what Jay Uso does here, even more than Sammy. Like the Jay Uso piece of this has me so intrigued. So, Scotty, what is your takeaway from that? And did you enjoy the end of the show last night? Uh, I thought the end of the show was great. It, it's the reason this match goes on last to me. Like, yeah. There needed to be something. It either needed to be, you know, The Rock walking out there or Sammy making that turn. And I thought Jey Uso walking out the way he did was the perfect cherry on top to bring it from great to uh, special in a lot of ways. Because if people pay attention to this entire Roman Reigns story, Jey Uso is the first person he belittled and, you know, attacked and fought in all of this to make him join the bloodline and get the bloodline started. So the realization and my, and maybe my favorite part was Sammy hitting Roman, looking at Jay and just kind of accepting his fate. Like, I'm sorry, I had to do it. You know, that's my family there. And it's like, it's almost like Jay Uso realized like, man, my family doesn't treat me like that. Like my family lets me get beat up and <laughs> you know they don't back me up. Roman runs away. And I was like, that's the perfect little part of storytelling. I mean, Sammy was great. Kevin was obviously great, you know, in the match. And then the aftermath of just getting beat up. And I, I thought it was the perfect, like, this is like the peak. And now anything after this is like must even more must see TV, even Mm -hmm. though I tune in no matter what, anytime, anytime Romans guaranteed for TV, you got to tune in because you know, that's the next big chapter. Um, And I'm excited for what's next. Yeah. It's a great point. I think uh, the raw, anniversary show with that commercial free first hour was genius marketing yeah uh it worked so great to get that number up huge for people to be interested even more in the bloodline and then like you said roman is must see tv uh you know i'll even go to the extent of paul Heyman and the group if i can't if i don't have time to get through all of smackdown i'm zipping through to make sure that i can watch those segments mm. because they're you know they're they're great uh scott i know you have been uh you and keela have been tracking this thing since the beginning of of the rap uh how, how did you did, were you happy with the climax of, of that situation yeah, I thought it was a, a, a great uh, chapter that they told right there. The The reaction that they got was very telling. I mean, when Sammy laid that chair into Roman's back, that was a deafening reaction right there. That's a reaction that will be played over um, for years to come, I think. And, you know, Scott E. brought up a great point about Jay Uso because this whole thing started with Jay Uso. And even just the Sami Zayn portion of the story has been Jay Uso saying, yo, this dude is not the one. This dude is not the one. And, you know, Sammy's been able to win him over. And it seems like they formed a genuine bond, a genuine friendship that they've shown on screen. The whole time where they were trying to break each other on screen added so much to it. <laughs> just made them seem like this is a real family out here. They just out here having fun, you know, when they're clowning around. But when they need to get serious, they're going to go take over. And I, I thought that that's a, that's a great point about Jay Uso because – He's been an integral part of it. When Solo was about to take him out, it was Jay Uso who yep. brought a video defense by himself. And Paul Heyman's flabbergasted on the other side. Yeah. Great facials. Every time he's on screen, facials are great. So, yeah, I was, I mean, I'd ha- I have no idea where they're going. And I think that's the best thing you could say about a storyline. It's fascinating to me. And by the way, folks who, who've chimed in and are watching us live, if you have any comments, throw them up and and uh, we may display them and, and talk about them. Or if you have questions as well, um, the. The whole aspect of Jay Uso is fascinating to me because I think where people think we're going here is. Kevin and Sammy versus the Usos at WrestleMania. Now, it sounds like we're going to get a Roman and Sammy possibly at Elimination Chamber as well. But what if Jay is not with his brother? What if they split? Because I I imagine, you know, if he gets back in, he's going to be the whipping boy again, right? Like, how can you walk out on these guys? And maybe this whole thing is uh, also about Jay Uso you know, becoming a baby face and splitting away like that's on the table. It looks like from based on the creative and based on how the fans reacted to him. Like if they didn't 
react to him leaving like that, then I could say, ah, oh, well, you know, he they don't care about him enough. But man, they reacted to him, right? Like, and he was great in the whole thing too. The other thing about this that uh, is fascinating to me is Sami Zayn. This whole thing was supposed to be like a three week <laughs> little little situation here. And kudos to Triple H and to Paul Heyman and to Roman and all the people who are involved in this story for seeing that it had more legs than just the three weeks, right? Because Roman could have put the chair in this dude's back, you know, a while ago and, and we would have been done with this and, and maybe the storyline would be different. But the fact that they saw this has legs and it's really the anti-Vince McMahon idea, which is, you know, this this ugly little guy, he, he's got to be the butt of the joke. Like, there's no way he can beat our handsome Roman, you know, our champion. He can't be stand toe-to-toe with this guy. And as we learned from Daniel Bryan now nine years ago, can you guys believe that? Nine years ago, Daniel Bryan. You know, you could go with something that is hot, and if it does, if the climax is winning the title and then it sort of falls off after that, fine, then get the title off of them. But there's still a climax, right? So that's that's the other reason I'm fascinated with Sammy here because it could continue to get hotter. And what if he pushes Cody out of the WrestleMania <laughs> uh, picture for, for the title, right? I mean, it's possible. I don't expect it to happen, but it's possible. But it's just the idea that Triple H has been like, okay, we our ear is to the street here. We're listening to these fans. This thing is getting over. We need to keep doing it. We need to throw more, you know, m- more more uh, newspaper into this fire to keep this flame going and see how much we can get out of it. I, that's the that's the biggest part to me, um, as far as what Triple H is doing. Uh, Scott E, do do you do you set do you have an idea? Because I know Scott said he doesn't really know where this is going. Do you in your mind do you have an idea where you think that they're going? I've had like seven different ideas in the past 24 <laughs> hours. Um, I've thought about, you know, Cody just wanting the WWE championship because that's the belt he's very much said he's wanted. And maybe that's how you get two title matches um, on WrestleMania. Yeah. You have Sammy go for Universal because. But then it's like, all right, well, who should beat Roman first? And it's that's the game you play there. I've thought maybe Sammy has to go through all of the bloodline to get to Roman. Um, I've thought maybe they just go with the tag title match. We call yeah. it a day. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. And I think that's the best part about this is that it's nice to not have an idea. And, you know, predictability is a good thing sometimes, like it was, I thought, with the Royal Rumbles, um, at least with Cody, because Cody felt like the right answer. Mm-hmm. But the unpredictability is really, I think, why a lot of us love this stuff, right? It's like, what is next? Can Sami Zayn get to the main event? Can Sami Zayn win the title? I hope so. Do they go the Eddie Guerrero route and have yeah. him win in Canada at Elimination Chamber? <laughs> I don't know, but that's kind of like all the ideas that have popped into my head, and I think that's what I'm so excited about. It, it's funny that you mentioned that match, and the, the only the only is reason because AEW Revolution is coming up, in in uh late february early march and AEW is running the cow palace which is where that match happened with uh, eddie and brock they're running the cow palace for uh dynamite and rampage and then revolution is at the the chase center where the warriors play um all right so i wanted to throw this up matthew burrell who is fantastic he mm. comes on uh wrestling observer live with dave and i have always has great questions patreon uh youtube stuff for us he's he's always a, a great contributor and he says thoughts on the idea that sammy can't be in the mania main event or become champion because of the company's relationship with the saudi arabia dictatorship okay so i asked dave the same question posed by a friend of mine john quinn and and dave he hadn't really thought about it but he says you know it's a, it's a fantastic question it could absolutely 100% be a hurdle because Sammy has not been on any of those shows. If he did win the title, uh, then you know you wouldn't have that title on that show. People would know why. This would create a little bit of a hysteria in the wrestling, you know, fan Twitter universe, which you know can 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 flex their muscle a little bit sometimes. 
and so, yeah, a hundred percent. But do you guys think, you know, do you, do you guys want to answer, give it, have a shot at answering that question? Uh, Scott, do you think that that could be a problem? I think it could be a problem, but I, I think one thing that with the Sami Zayn thing is even if he wins the title, he doesn't have to be the face of the company and he doesn't have to keep that title long term until they yeah. get to Saudi Arabia. So he can have the big moment, come out raw after, get the get all the adulation that he deserves, and then he can lose the title shortly thereafter. He doesn't have to be that dominant, long reigning champion. So I think it is a great point, but I think it's something that they can work around if he were to win the title. What do you think, Scotty? I think that's kind of where the idea of splitting the belts comes into play because, say, say Cody Rhodes is one champion, Sami Zayn's the other. All right, Cody Rhodes can go main event uh, at Saudi Arabia's show. I think I think Scott had a good point, too, though, with Sami Zayn doesn't have to be that long time reigning champion. This is one of those stories where it's all about the chase, not usually about the reign, and that's okay. Um, I think that's, I think it's a good question, though, because, yeah, maybe that does keep them from doing it, but. I don't think they have a show until the end of the year. I could be. Are wrong. they are they only doing one this year in in Saudi Arabia? I don't I'm remember sure. what the schedule. I don't is. know their schedule. But. Yeah. Uh, okay. So another question here: If Cody wins the undisputed championship against Roman, do you think the fans would cheer anyway, even though Sammy is the hottest babyface? So I'll I'll sort of give my thoughts first. I I think. If Cody is winning that belt on one night, Sammy has got to be on top or very high on the card on the next night. Because if, let's say, he is in the, the, the tag team title hunt, then you make that belt or you make those belts main event belts by putting those guys at the end. You know, it may not be an actual main event because you're going to want whatever one of your women's titles to be very high up there as well. Maybe Bianca and Rhea, but it's got to be high up there because like, it doesn't have to be exclusive. Like if Cody wins, it doesn't mean Sammy gets nothing. It means Cody wins. And then let's give Sammy something important to do as well. So I think that's how they would pacify it. Uh, I thought yesterday going back to the Royal rumble, had Cody not been number 30 fans would, even though, they told us he wasn't going to be in the rumble. I think fans would have been upset. And that's where you maybe get that moment that, that is the, the question asked. But uh, ultimately I do think, uh, I do think, you know, they'll be able to, to pacify the fan base who are behind Sammy, right? Like I think the fact that Sammy is in important stuff, uh, I think that's, I think that will be good enough for the fans. If whatever happens at elimination chamber, we'll see what happens there. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, Maybe he's in for bigger stuff that that they could see, but I think that's where we got to watch the TV uh, as far as uh, you know, just the week to week. But do you guys have any thoughts on uh, on that question? I, as far as Cody, I think the reaction he got at the end of the Rumble was very telling. I, I thought he got a real positive reaction, which I thought maybe that goes more to Gunther. If anything, I don't know, but it was a very positive reaction, and I I do think when we get that that Roman Cody face to face, I think it's, I think it's going to be very, I think it's gonna be magic. I, so I don't, I don't think it'll be anything to worry about. Yeah. I was kind of thinking the same thing. I, I might be bold by saying Cody's like bulletproof right now, <laughs> but he's as close to it. I think as a top baby face can be, um, you know, people just love this guy, like having him come on at 30, even though everyone knew people were still beyond excited, you know, he mm-hmm. got his big entrance and everything, which I did chuckle at. Um, but I think, like Scott said, once him and Roman are face to face, Sami Zayn won't be there. Like you know, thinking back to Daniel Bryan, remember when John Cena and Randy Orton were facing off at uh, at the contract signing, and they had all the wrestlers out there, former world champions, and you know well, they stole the show with Daniel Bryan. That's not going to happen this time. Sami Zayn's nowhere to be found. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Like you said, maybe Sami Zayn is in for more, but I think Cody will be fine. All right, another question. What do you think of Bianca versus Rhea and Charlotte Flair versus Naomi having Naomi getting the shot at the chamber? So I I, I don't know where Naomi goes at this point. I mean, we know what we're what Sasha's doing. Sasha is 
wrestling in stardom. She's wrestling uh, at, at the San Jose show that I will be at in now th- about three weeks now. She, she'll be wrestling her her first match against Kyrie. Um, and and so I don't know what happens to Naomi. It, it's a little weird to me, uh, to be honest, uh, about Naomi because. I mean, she sh- shouldn't she be in the bloodline? Like, what? Like, why isn't she? Why wasn't she involved in in the storyline in this way? Maybe they wanted her to stay babyface, but I mean, she, her, you know, her husband is is involved in one of the best acts going on. So you would think that 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 that's where she would be, but who knows? She may not really want this day to day stuff uh, in, in wrestling, and you know, I don't know. I don't know her. Uh, at all really and and you know any of that so um the second part of that is if you go Rhea and Bianca who do you have go with Charlotte and I'll open it up to both of you guys Scott you can go first and then I'll give my thoughts so I I think it's it's two options I think you either go with Raquel or you go with Liv Morgan for Charlotte Flair and that's if Rhea goes with Bianca because I I, I'm Rhea, so, Rhea could go with Charlotte, and right? that's what—that's what I'm thinking. The money matches. That's the biggest match you could do. I think Rhea trying to get her victory back. The only problem is Rhea is going to be is going to clear be the babyface if she does that going against Charlotte at WrestleMania. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. So if you want to keep her heel, she has to choose Bianca, and that does open things up. So I think it's got to be Liv or Raquel if we're going with Charlotte, and she's not facing Rhea Ripley. Do you guys, you, you guys obviously remember this, the the pandemic WrestleMania where Charlotte beats Rhea, and then they ask Triple H, like, oh, okay, and he's like, don't worry, we got a story. We're going we're gonna to tell this story. <laughs> and nothing <laughs> happened again. Yeah. And it was like so I'm like maybe this maybe one. maybe this was like a, a three-year <laughs> right. three story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just like telling this long old story that we're now circling back to many, many years later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, I mean that's an interesting point about the the Charlotte being the baby face, which I I find her to be really terrible at. Um mm. it's just not natural for her, you know, the smiling. It only like, works the, against Rhonda. The, well, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Rhonda's uh very disliked by uh by that fan base. <laughs> but what what do you think, uh, Scotty? Uh, I think one, I think Charlotte could be healed by WrestleMania. That's just kind of how her whole thing goes. Like they just were like, ah, eh, you know what? This this didn't work. They've done it ninety five <laughs> times. We'll do it another ten. Uh, when it comes to who she faces, I think Naomi would make sense if Naomi's playing a bloodline heel because mm-hmm. you know the bloodline is not getting cheered anytime soon. Um, I always go back to Becky. I know Becky's on Raw. I know it doesn't make sense, but Becky's gonna have a big match, I'm sure, and I'm. Sh- probably they're not holding off Becky and Bailey until WrestleMania seeing a week ago, we were supposed to have a steel cage match. Um, I think Liv Morgan and Raquel are great shouts too, because yeah, Raquel is kind of getting pushed up that ladder there on SmackDown. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe they're playing the long term NXT championship <laughs> story with Rhea. I've always thought once Rhea won, I was like, oh, she's just gonna face Bianca because that was the match they wanted to do last yeah, year yeah. on a pay per view. Obviously, what I didn't happen. It kind of feels big enough, you know, the one year Bianca reign against Rhea Ripley, who's been one of the best, if not the best, part of the women's division for months now. And I'm so happy that when they did the Christmas video. Mama Mysterio, she was no punk on Christmas. On Thanksgiving, she was a punk. She let Rhea come into her house. She didn't grab the chancla. She didn't do anything. And on Christmas, Rhea Rhea got hers. uh, Mama Mysterio proving this is my house. Um, So uh, so here's my thought. And and like I I was thinking about this uh, from the perspective of why they brought not not why because obviously you bring ronda rousey back because she's a, a name she's a big name she's really famous uh wrestling fans seem to not find not feel that she's worth it uh for, for you know the, I, I get it i get it to an extent but when she was when she came back for last year's royal rumble i remember being on wrestling observer radio with dave Meltzer, and i was like okay they are setting up Rhonda and Becky, right? And he's like, yeah, it really sounds like that. And so then 
fast forward, I think it was the next week. He's like, by the way, it's going to be Ronda Charlotte. And I was like, what? Why? Like, <laughs> what? And he's like, well, I think it's going to be Ronda Charlotte. And then they go the, the next year for, for Ronda Becky. And here we are the next year. And neither of them are champions. So if you did want to do Ronda Becky, you could do it as, you know, raw, raw legend and icon versus SmackDown legend and icon, but there's no belts involved. Uh, we'll see what happens w- with Becky and Bailey, like you said, um, because that's kind of the, the thing is where do you put both of them? If they're going to be at WrestleMania, you want, you know, you have two nights, so you want, you know, upper card matches uh, from both genders uh, on, on those shows. I don't know if it's going to be Becky and Ronda. I don't know if it means as much without either of them having a belt. Uh, I know that they could, I know Ronda could get a lot of heat. Some of it will be legitimate and some of it will just be the booze that she normally gets. And Becky is a, is a giant baby face right now. So maybe they could sort of reinvigorate that thing. And then you leave, you know, one of the women. Here's what I don't want. And I'll answer this question by saying what I don't want. I do not want Charlotte and Nia Jax. That is what I don't <laughs> want for WrestleMania. Right? Don't even speak that into existence. No, no. That, that is not something that is that is high on, on my card. Okay. So uh, we have two more short segments here. Uh, and and this is what we're going to do uh, at the end of each show is to just kind of line up uh, what we think some of these matches are when some of these matches actually do get inked and, and are actually put on paper. I'll have a I'll have a graphic and we'll be able to show them. But since there's nothing really on, on paper yet, we'll just kind of speak them through. And here's what we sort of think uh, is happening or, or or where these things are going. So we've already talked about Bianca and Rhea. That sounds like it's pretty logical. It sounds like two women who are sort of uh, peaking uh, when it comes to, you know, where, where they are, their, their fame, their wrestling stuff. Um, on the women's side, Charlotte and whomever will still see that play out. Uh, Seth Rollins. In my opinion, he is the uh, single most valuable wrestler when it comes to, I need a good match. I need a good program. Who do I want to put this person with? Well, put him with Seth. Cause Seth is awesome. Uh, I originally thought that, uh, we might see Seth and Austin, but we haven't heard anything about mm. Austin, right? We haven't heard anything about Austin. Who knows if he's going to be on this show. I just thought they could follow a little bit of the same thing that they did with KO last year, but then they turned Seth babyface. He's still kind of a dick, but he's a baby face. And, and, and it doesn't sound like that would be what they're going to do in this match last night. Who throws Seth out of the ring? None other than the owner of one of the most valuable Pokemon cards out there, <laughs> Logan Paul. And when they put when, when they put that match in my mind, I thought, huh, it's really smart to put a young green person like Logan Paul in with someone who is going to know how to carry him to a fantastic match, just like Roman did mm-hmm. uh, in, in the Saudi Arabia show. Do you guys sense that is where we are going? Is it Seth Rollins and Logan Paul? Is that, is that what we were shown last night? Yeah, I think so. I, I think that's, that's the way to go. Um, and let me just throw this out there about Logan Paul. Anyone who is able to get a four-star match out of Mike the Miz these days, okay, <laughs> deserves all the love, all the flowers, and whatever yeah. match he wants. So that's your boy. Uh, that is, and listen, I'm a big Miz fan, but it is what it is, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's going to be a great match. And honestly, I'm Keela and I on the rap made some bold predictions, but we think he's got a shot at a five-star match. Sounds crazy, but he's there with Seth Rollins in the mix. I mean, he got what four and a half with Roman. He got again. He got four out of the Miz. Yeah. Miz didn't get four out of him. He got four out of the Miz. Okay. I think Rollins can get five out of uh, Logan Paul. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, hope, hopefully they'll have enough time to, to, to really go out there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, he's, he's like, he's, has an interesting personality too, because at, if in one end, I am amazed at his athleticism and how quickly he has adapted to the game. And then on the other hand, 
he's got like one of the most punchable faces <laughs> out there, right? Like he just looks like somebody at school. If you're in high school, you're just like, you see that guy right there? <laughs> Giant dick, right? right? Like he just yeah. seems like that guy. Uh, but but uh, Scotty, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's the way to go. He has toxic heat. I I figured that out during the rumble when people booed him out of the building after getting rid of Seth. And I was like, well, there you go. There's your match. Um, I didn't know Logan Paul was going to get the Sheamus gimmick of banger after banger, but that seems <laughs> like where we're going, which is great because he's phenomenal. I, like, there's no – he's already, to me, like the best celebrity to step in a ring. Um, I still don't know why he's famous. I haven't figured that out yet. I just know his brother's famous for boxing. Um, but – Man, he's so good. Seth, Seth and his how over he is as a babyface. If you're not going to give Seth the title match with Cody that was rumored once upon a time, give him the other big heel that people hate, which is the celebrity who comes from the outside and puts on a show. Because, I mean, I thought Logan Paul and John Cena was an idea just because of the Hollywood aspect. But if you want Logan Paul to put on, like you said, like a near five star, depending how much time they get, this is the one to do. I mean, it, it, it intrigues me. It's like that one match you look at on the show and like, well, at least I know that's going to be awesome just yeah, in right. ring wise. Um, and I, I, I think that's the way to go. It's And it gets Seth some shine, too. I mean, he gets a big match after his big year still. You know, if I had an opportunity to ask Logan Paul one question, you know how they did the. The, the fake uh, the fake press conference last night. Uh, yeah. I guess it wasn't fake, but some of those questions left a lot to be desired from what I saw. If I had the opportunity to ask Logan Paul one question, it wouldn't be about his wrestling. It wouldn't be about <laughs> fighting Floyd Mayweather. Uh, it would be, can you help me with these YouTube algorithms, bro? You know, <laughs> you're so good at YouTube. Can you help us get get in get in these uh, get in the algorithm better? That's what I would ask him. He's, I mean, that's that's how he's famous, right? Is he figured out how to reach young people on YouTube? Uh, and you know, back in the back in the days, and and that he's 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 even more than YouTube famous now. He's one of the few who've sort of branched out of that YouTube fame to actually become semi-famous uh, regularly. All right. So uh, the other match that we think is is going to, by the way, if not Seth, it could be Ricochet, right? Because they they did the spot no, in, in the middle. So if something else comes up with Seth, then maybe they do the Ricochet thing. But uh, okay, uh, Brock Lesnar, uh, he caused Bobby Lashley to lose the match to uh, Austin Theory uh, uh, on Raw last week, and then he comes out. Uh, on SmackDown, and and he says he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. He's in the Royal Rumble. He looks like he's he's about to lead the night in in tossing dudes out, and then he himself gets tossed out by Bobby Lashley. So, are we going to see Lashley and Lesnar again at WrestleMania, or do you guys think that's an elimination chamber match? And Brock has something different going on at WrestleMania. Scott, go for it. I, I do think it's going to go into a mania because Brock's a guy that you don't have to have on TV. He can show yeah. up whenever he wants and can cause Lashley to lose a big match. Um, I, I think they gave us the tease of Lesnar-Gunther just so that's in people's minds to kind of gauge that because that was a nice tease, but I don't think they touched. I think Gunther threw one chop. It was when the countdown was going on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I think we get the – the because I'm sure they're – I think they're one and one right now, so I think we get the rubber match at WrestleMania, some type of – Boss count anywhere, no DQ, something like that. What do you think, Scotty? I think the same. I also just want to give credit to Brock. You know, some people hate Brock. Doesn't I don't get it. Um, this guy goes in there for three minutes and puts on an absolute show. Uh, it was the mo- it was like the most entertaining part of that rumble up until like well, Gunther was too, just the yeah. whole show. But I was like, he went in there, he wrecked some guys that no one cares about, so that's great. And well, Shots fired, Santos Escobar. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just he took saying. A hell of an elimination. Too. <laughs> he did. He did. And then Bobby comes out. He puts Bobby over like perfectly, and then he beats up Baron Corbin. Like, how can I not love? Yeah, that Brock was, that, that was He did everything right. Um, and now, and he must see money with Bobby. That's why we're going for number three, and yeah. it should be great. We haven't had a clean finish yet. You yeah. know, yeah. They've they've done the Roman thing the first time. Um, 
which was Royal Rumble last year, I think. Mm-hmm. And then he mm-hmm. went back in. And then, of course, like Bobby had him in the heart lock and Brock just rolled over to escape and pin him. So let's get a clean finish at Mania. It sounds perfect. Just two guys going at it. Yeah. What should that stipulation be? That's interesting. That I, I didn't even think about how, okay, how do we get a clean finish uh, out of this? And maybe we do put some sort of stipulation in there. Uh, but that'll be interesting. Fight to pit. see what they do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, that'll be cool. It's not a bad idea. It's not honestly. a bad idea at all. I don't know how you get that at WrestleMania because the fight pit's like a big, huge thing. Yeah, but yeah. It'd be you awesome. Gotta, <laughs> gotta figure out how to do that. Um, no, that that's good. That's a good idea. Uh, okay. Uh, here's another one. Here, and, and this was my next one, which is the question here is Does Austin Theory versus John Cena? If it happens, is it just going to be a straight singles or is it for the U.S. championship? And if I'm assuming that one John Cena is here to uh, put Austin Theory over in a great performance, you could make it for the U.S. title. That's a title that John Cena has, uh, you know, he kind of made that thing famous a little bit for for WWE in his time. Um, you know, maybe he busts out his old spinner version uh, uh, and and uh, and puts it out there to to just make us remember the old days. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I think if if it's Austin Theory and John Cena, and Austin Theory is is still a champion, uh, he should that 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 title should definitely be on the line. What do you guys think? I mean, I agree with you, but I for me, if Cena is going to go after a title at WrestleMania. It's got to be the IC title, the one title that he's mm. never held. Mm. You know, I, I think there's a great story to be told there of Cena be like, you know, there's one thing I haven't done, and that's go after that IC title. So if he does go after Theory, I don't think the U.S. title is involved. I think he causes Theory to lose it at some point to somebody on Raw. Um, but I, me personally, I would love for him to go after the IC title. I think there's a great story there to be told. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think the title needs to be in there. I with with Cena like Cena's the title in a lot yeah. of ways yeah. like that's that's all you need. Um, but if Theory's champion, you could always do it. But I don't know. You could always put it on Seth and make Seth and Logan Paul a United States title mm. match if you wanted to. I feel like Seth just can come into the United States title picture whenever he wants. I think that's what I've noticed. And uh, I don't know. The idea that Logan Paul was to win a title is just intriguing to me as well. Mm-hmm. And even if it's a mid card title, uh, you don't. If he was to win it and not be around all the time, you know, just play this heel that's like, yeah, I'm here, now I'm not. Taking the work right title, uh, which it was for a lot of the past year, um, I think that would be intriguing too. So uh, I don't think Austin Theory versus Cena needs it, but if it has it, it makes sense because that's a title connected to Cena. All right. We talked about it's probably going to be Cody Roman, though we can't put that uh, in in even pencil yet because there's still stuff going on. More than likely, that'll be the match. Well, the Usos and, and Owens and Sammy, that's kind of also like, eh, that's an idea. But I, I don't want to put those on the board yet because lots of stuff uh, is still going to happen. So we will discuss these over the next several weeks until WrestleMania. So why don't we end with this uh, question? And I think I'm going to ask this question to everyone. Uh, who who does this show? Because we're going to bring on lots of people from the Fight Game Media Network. Well, I'll also look into bringing some people from from outside the network as well. But uh, I think it's a good opportunity to you know for a lot of us who don't really work together to to kind of work together. I think this is fun uh, bringing bringing the two Scots in here. Okay, the question, and this kind of shows your your age a little bit. What is your first favorite WrestleMania? moment and i'll let scott go first so it's one of my my favorite wrestlemania matches um ray mysterio versus eddie guerrero the opening match when they were both tag champions i thought that because of my age and just not seeing a lot of wrestling at the time i thought that was so intriguing that these tag champions were going to go well off and square off and it was gonna be the first match of the show um you know they went over the history that they had too so for me that was a, a really cool moment that always sticks out when i think about my, some of my first wrestlemania moments and here we are fast forward 18 years we're back <laughs> in la and now Odalevato dom mysterio <laughs> is gonna face off against his pops right like right. that's that that's kind of a, a a nice little circle for you yeah no doubt and, and you know i 
I, I I don't I don't have a lot of faith that this match Dominic versus Ray will be anywhere near as good as Eddie Guerrero versus Ray Mysterio was. I hope so. I just don't have that confidence yet. You know, I think Ray is going to do his best to make sure that this is good. He's going to pull out the extra strength icy hot for the knees. Right. And he's going to uh, Ray's Ray's still a pretty genius wrestler, so I still think it'll be good. Uh, all right, Scotty, what about you? Uh, WrestleMania 23, <laughs> um, Jeff Hardy jumping through edge in the money in the bank ladder match. I just, I, I think, I think that kicked off the show and I will never forget. Cause like, you know, at the time I'm like, Oh my God, it's edge like alive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I was just in pure shock that that just happened. Cause you know, edge leaves. And uh, I think Mr. Kennedy ended up winning, which is like, what a blast from the past. Think about that. Yeah. Um, but it was either that or Stone Cold um, stunning Donald Trump and everyone else <laughs> in that match. I, I always appreciate the battle, battle of the billionaires. And then uh, Undertaker was also Undertaker and Cena were my guys before I even knew who they were. And you know, them getting those wins was Taker, a big win for me. Taker and Batista on that show, yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's and then right. Uh, Cena and Sean in the main event. Yeah, it was supposed to be Triple H again, but Triple H got hurt. Yeah, I, I didn't. It's the funny thing is, I didn't start watching until uh, No Way Out that year. I didn't even know who Triple H was. <laughs> <laughs> I just I played SmackDown versus Raw to get into wrestling. SmackDown versus Raw 2007, and he was on the cover of it. But I was like, yeah. I don't, I didn't, I didn't know these people were real until I accidentally turned it on one day, and I was like, oh, these people are like <laughs> a real thing. It was awesome. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know Triple H was a person until like they start building up his comeback. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's, All right, that was so a kid in me. I'm I'm a, I'm aging myself here because I can tell the both of you. I did not see the first WrestleMania live. I didn't get into wrestling until a little bit after that. I did see the second WrestleMania like on the weekend. I think WrestleMania two was like on a Monday night or something. It was something like that. <laughs> and so then I got the tape like the next weekend. My buddies recorded it. WrestleMania three was the first WrestleMania that I was really super jazzed for where I sort of knew like everything that was going on. Mm. And so I was very, very nervous about Hogan and Andre as a young, uh, how old would I have been a young 11 year old Hulkamaniac, 10 year old Hulkamaniac. So back in the day, if you had a cable box, you could turn to the pay-per-view channels and you could hear the audio. You couldn't see the picture because they would do something what is called scrambling. So the picture would be like wavy and it's like it's like you took drugs and you're trying to watch TV. <laughs> That's what it looked like. So I could hear the audio, but I couldn't really see the picture very well. So uh, I knew when Hogan and Andre were going to be in the main event. All I did was I sat in front of this TV to listen to make sure that Hogan didn't lose. Now, my dad spoils it for me the day before. He's like, oh, by the way, I heard uh, somebody put like uh, $100,000 on Hogan to win this match. And I was like, how can you bet on wrestling? And he's like, uh, they know who's going to win. Why else would the guy put the money on Hogan? Unless he, <laughs> you know, he knew he did. he's not losing that. He's not going to put that much money to lose it. I was like, "Oh man!" I want so now I think back. I wonder who who told whoever that guy was who who put the put the money on Hogan. But I was still nervous. Listened to it to make sure that Hogan won, and I heard the the, the body slam. Um, and, and so, honest to God, the anticipation for this squiggly line match was uh w was like big time for me and then when i watched it's a little anticlimactic because i'd already known who won and i watched it and then the match is not great right but I, I will say the savage and steamboat match which i think a lot of wrestling fans even the hardcore wrestling fans back then kind of poo-pooed a little bit because like oh yeah it's the best wwf match but you know flair and, and others and steamboat and others had done better matches than that i was like yeah but not on this giant stage on pay-per-view like that. That was pretty, pretty fantastic. So that that's my like real first WrestleMania uh, moment. There was, was WrestleMania three. I got to figure out a way how to ask this similar question. And I got to figure out like a, I got to 
just have different stories for for these these old <laughs> WrestleMania moments that are just logged in my brain. But um, okay, I want to give you guys the opportunity to shout out the things that you guys want to talk about your Twitter, uh, the shows that you host, any anything you got coming up. Uh, go ahead, Scott. Uh, well, thank you, man. I appreciate it for having me on today. Uh, it was great to chop it up with you and the other Scott, the better, the better Scott, the more knowledgeable <laughs> Scott. Um, but you can find me on the wrap with uh, my better half, Keela Cash, a uh, great captain. Uh, she does a great job steering the ship. She makes me look good every week. And you can find me on Twitter at knee for Marvel versus DC. That's the number four. I'm either on there talking about why LeBron not getting no love from the referees. <laughs> you got you know, Scotty's why- team. Did Lakers and Celtics the other night? Yeah, and you know what? I, I, I'm not a Celtics fan after the finals last year. So There's just all kinds of hate going on, man. Just, just all kinds of it. But yeah, okay, you, okay. That's, that's uh, what I'm talking about on there. One thing I've always wanted to ask you: the your Twitter handle, like knee from, like where does that come from? So I had a podcast when I first got on Twitter called "Take a Knee for Marvel versus DC," and it was me and my uncle when we were kind of tackling um you know nerd stuff from a black perspective he's a black Mm -hmm. skater that's you know you don't see a lot of those and i'm a biracial guy you know so we both have different perspective on things so that's kind of where that handle came from was my first podcast was taking knee for marvel versus dc oh that's that's very interesting uh okay so um there was one other thing i was gonna ask you about it may come to me later but but scotty go for it uh, you, well, one, thank you for having me on. I was happy to be on the first episode. You know, now I set the precedent here, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that, that was the whole goal. Uh, but thank you for having me on. Uh, you can follow me at Scott E Wrestling on Twitter. I uh, host the Five Star Joshi Show, like uh, Garrett said, on both the free feed and the Patreon. Patreon's you know a little more in depth, second half usually, unless you know I forget and Garrett might get mad at me. <laughs> uh, otherwise, um, please uh, also you know check out the uh, Five Star Network. That's something I'm working on, kind of trying to highlight the uh, niche side of pro wrestling more than just you know WWE and AEW because I think a lot of people have that covered. I think <laughs> yeah. I think that's you know covered perfectly uh, by you know the top dog so that's kind of where i'm working for i also you know write for fightful but yeah no i mean that, that's it's not it's not a small thing to talk are no you, no are you are you doing video stuff for them too um well i did one thing i okay. did uh i did the wrestle kingdom review okay um right after which was bold because i was exhausted oh um, my God. As, as someone on the east coast here yeah um but Mostly, I have like a <laughs> Japanese coverage podcast. Yeah, yeah. But that, I'm doing a little bit of everything. All right. Um, well, now I remember the thing I wanted to shout out Scott about was he's on video now, which is fantastic. Um, he's got his <laughs> setup. Uh, I know in in like uh, internet, what was an issue back then, but that's that's been been cleared up. He he was very clear. We could hear him. We could see him. So. Uh, you know, can't wait to do more video stuff with you because uh, this is awesome, man. Well, I, I think I'm just fortunate Ray Mysterio didn't try and jack my feed like he does on the rap every week. <laughs> so, booyaka. And yeah, he booyakas me every week. <laughs> <laughs> and la- last thing, since uh, Brian uh, Coleman popped in late here, he said Randy Savage beating Ric Flair is uh, his WrestleMania moment. And uh, yeah, that was a fantastic one. I- I'm still bitter that we didn't get Hogan and flair for that WrestleMania though. Like it was like on the table. It was, and it, like, I, I, you know, it's probably one of the first questions when, when I got to know Dave Meltzer really well, it's like, okay, how come they veered off of Hogan and flair? It's like, eh, they promised Sid the main event the year before. So they were never going to do it. It was just a way to get to what they were going to do. And I was like, Oh, why did they screw me like that? That's the match that I wanted to see. Um, all right. Thanks to both of you. Check them out. Uh, this was uh, the first episode. All of the episodes will be live streamed on YouTube and they will be uh, on demand for anybody who want to watch them. But the audio, we're going to put the audio on the Patreon. So all the audio will be on the Patreon. For this very first show, we're going to put it as a preview in the free feed. So if you like what you hear and you're listening to this in the free feed and you want to hear more, uh, you want to hear all the the road to WrestleMania storylines. Maybe you don't have time to watch TV. Maybe you're listening to 
Keela and Scott break down the shows. Then you come to us and we're sort of laying out the, the roadmap to WrestleMania. Uh, but patreon.com front slash fight game media is how you find uh, all of the audio. And we have tons of audio on the Patreon. We have tons of audio on the free feed. So uh, we're covering tons and tons of stuff and uh, we're just going to continue to roll out podcasts. So hopefully uh, you are uh, checking us out. And if not, give us a shot because I think you'll be pretty happy. Like I tell everybody, if you only like one or two shows on the free feed, great. D- delete the other ones. <laughs> like you, you can, you know, download them, delete them. Oh, nope. I only like five star. I only like the rap. Listen to those. And you're like, ah, I, I could take or leave uh, Justin Nipper and Fumi Saito. Uh, that's our most popular show, by the way. That's why I use that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, you know, you don't have to listen to everything because I think people kind of get a little, the, the, they get a little intimidated because there's a show every every day essentially in the feed. But you don't have to listen to everything. If you're a boxing guy or a UFC uh, fan, just listen to those shows and and you can delete the wrestling stuff. We just want we just want you to be connected to us. So all right. Thanks again to everybody for hanging out here and for checking us out, listening to us. For the two Scots, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out.